right, welcome to Dell's War Room, another episode of War Stories. We are here, we have the pleasure of being here with uh, Rexair's Executive Director of Sales, Mr. Jeff May. How are you, Jeff? My, uh, Dallas, I'm doing fantastic, man. It's good to be here in uh, Cambrose, yeah. Alberta. Awesome out here, man. And you know what? We've been with Jeff here the last uh, two, three days, and uh, it's been an honor, man. You've taught us a lot of stuff. Uh, we were up here in Cameras, we we're down in Calgary, we we're in Edmonton, all over the place, and uh, it's been it's been an honor to uh, to hear you speak the last few days. And I'm, I'm definitely honored to to do this with you and to pick your brain a little bit here for our people for the next little while. Let so. me say the honor has absolutely been mine. I've enjoyed hanging out with you and your people. You've got a great organization. You and Jaylene are doing an amazing yeah. job. And I've had so much fun and just really, really enjoyed uh, seeing your culture that you've created. Uh, and I love what you're doing here on this podcast, Dallas, yeah. because, you know, the more people you can reach and you can really affect it and, and uh, you know, affect other people in a positive way. That's what we're all about in Rainbow. Yeah. So, Well, in the Rainbow world's going to freak out a little bit because nobody knows we're doing this, right? So, yeah. I mean, usually I announce it and make a big hype about it. So we're going to sneak this one under the radar. So I'm excited for everybody to uh, to get a little bit of this too because I know everywhere you go, um, it's impactful. And I mean, you know, your, I mean, I think there's about four or five episodes on here um, that came from directly from what you taught me, um, you yeah. know, from your speeches and world meetings and stuff like that. And I mean, we've always appreciated everything you've had to say and, you know, you're a huge mentor to everybody in Rainbow. And it's, uh, so like I said, it's definitely a, a pleasure. Um, so with that, I mean, we've talked a lot on, on War Room, what it's about a little bit is it's just, again, mindsets and going through that type of stuff. Um, one of the things that you talked about a little bit with our team uh, that I would really like to kind of just start off with uh, is you did a really good talk about, um, about mindset and about just kind of one thing you really said is about how really the business never changes too much, right, right. but it's kind of about what's inside exactly. and, and, and what changes. So maybe just kind of talk about that a little bit you know, and, and just kind of what you mean about that. You're talking about like the six inches between your ears. Sure. And, yeah. Well, you know, Dallas, obviously, um, you know, all over the world, we, you know, rainbow is successful pretty much anywhere you go. Right. Uh, and it all depends on the leadership and, and the mindset of the people and what kind of results they're getting. You know, I've always said it's not the market, it's the marketer, right? right? And the fact of the matter is you've got to have the right mindset as you approach the business. I've always thought that, um, you know, protecting your attitude is one of the most important things that we can do in Rainbow. I think, honestly, the most valuable asset that I have or that you have or your biggest liability is your attitude. And, um, you know, Rainbow is never good or bad out there. It's always good out there right. and it's always bad out there. In other words, what I mean by that is if, if the six inches between your ears are good, you're thinking right and uh, you're focused, then the rainbow business is always really good out there. It's a little bit easier. It's always a little bit, you know, it's always challenging, but it's a lot easier when your mindset is right. But if your mindset is bad, then the business is really, really difficult right. out there. So I really think that, and I always say that if you can manage the person who looks at you in the mirror every morning and take care of that person uh, and get them creating good habits in their life and, and staying focused and positive on the right things, then you've got a really good chance of being successful at Rainbow. Right. Uh, the business is what it is. You know, even from a standpoint, you know, you think about mindset. Um, and I was thinking as I was driving up here this morning from Calgary, some people even have a, a, a mindset about work, for example, that work is a negative thing. Right. And, you know, the reality is that work is, is really honestly a blessing if you think about it. It's all how you think about it. Some people will work really, really hard to try to get out of doing something. Right. They'll work harder to get out of doing something <laughs> than they would if they would just go ahead and do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I've always thought that work is a blessing. I, I got that mindset, by the way, from my father because I watched him 
uh, as he was getting up and going to work every day and, and really kind of with a negative mindset. Uh, and I could see that he was stressed out about his job. He didn't enjoy his job. But the day came when he was 60 years old, he'd have had a massive heart attack. He had to have a pacemaker and eventually had a heart transplant where he was unable to work. Uh -huh. And all of a sudden his perspective changed yeah. to where he wasn't able to do anything. It affected his self-worth. And I remember him saying, man, I wish I could work. Yeah. And so when I wake up every day, my mindset wants to be that I want to be focused. I want to be in, I want to enjoy what I do. We got a business that we can impact other people's lives in a positive way. What a blessing that we can do that. So yeah. to look at that as in a negative way, I want, I, I think mindset is everything. Yeah. And, and that goes right down to, I mean, and everything too. I mean, and, and you think back to dealers and I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a dealer distributor, wherever you're at, but even, even someone getting up in the morning to go to work, you think about what, you know, and we talked, you talked a little bit about, which is so important. We've talked on this a lot too, about things have to be good at home first before yeah. they're good anywhere else. But you get into a fight with your spouse or you get in a fight with your kids or you, if you leave the house, and, and when that door slams behind you, it's almost that same thing, right? Whatever, whatever mood you're in when you walk out that door, kind of sets that tone for your whole day as well, right. right? And it's the same thing. I remember going on demos and yeah, if you, if you get in a fight or an argument, if, if, you, if your headspace is just in the wrong space and you're going into that demo, I mean, what are you really giving those customers? Right. What are you really thinking about when you're in there? But then again, when you're going in and you know everything's in the right place, you're in a good mood, things are happy. So what are some of the things that, you think that, so, I mean, again, because we're all going to have bad days. We're all yep. going to wake up. We're all going to, yep. you know, get in a fight with our spouse. We're all going to have some bad things that happen. We're going to get some bad news. So we have to push through. We have to go to work. We still have to do some of these things we do. But what do you think are some of the, some of the techniques and some tactics that we can do to, I mean, aside from, you know, trying our best to knock it into these situations, but yep. what do you think we can do to, to pull ourselves out of that, to, to change that direction so that the rest of the day doesn't get affected because that can affect your day, your, your week, right. you know, and, and continue on if you don't stop it. Well, I think most, most important for me is uh, creating good habits. I really think the key to success in any area of your life is by creating good habits. Right. Uh, if you want to have success, for example, in your marriage, you've got to spend time with your spouse. You've got to let them know. Like I do little things for my wife. Like, by the way, I picked this up from Todd Gegelman. Yeah. He opens the door for Tammy every time she gets in the car. I'm like, right. I should do that. Yeah. Right. Again, if you want to have a successful marriage, you have to develop good habits in your marriage. If I want to have a successful uh, mindset, then I have to create habits that give me a successful mindset. One thing that I've learned in the morning when I wake up, I don't pick up my phone when I yeah, wake up in the morning. So I wait and because I know a lot of people, you pick up your phone, you look at your phone, next thing you know, you're chasing the rabbit hole, yeah, right? You're, you're down that rabbit this, hole yeah. and you're, you're yeah. answering emails, you're looking yeah. at it. And now you've become, the, the day has taken you, you haven't taken the day. Right. And so you have to be intentional about what you're going to put in your mind. I wake up in the morning and I have a routine that I go through that gets my mindset right. right. And, and that's important for me. I start up personally where I'll read scripture. Right. That gets me in the right frame of mind. I have a, 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 an attitude or a mindset of thanksgiving. Right. Uh, and then from there, I start planning my day in rainbow. I'll dive into RBO, for example, right. and look at our numbers. But yeah, I, you know, the other thing is this. It is okay to get down. Yeah. I mean, having a good mindset doesn't mean you're always positive. Sometimes it's a it's it's a, a natural human emotion to get discouraged if things aren't going good. But it's not okay to stay down. Right. So recognizing in your own life when you're off center a little bit and go, hey, you know. And, and I think the longer you're in rainbow, the quicker you realize it, and the and the the. Uh, 
you learn how to get out of it much faster. Right, for sure. Uh, yeah. and, and nobody can stay there. It's yeah. okay to get down, but it's not okay to and stay And you have down. to be conscious enough to recognize, right. okay, I'm in a state. I need to, you know, I need to compose myself, have that deep breath. I need to change this or I'm going to go down this bad path. And sometimes right. it's, you've got to get away from certain people. You yeah. know, there's certain people in your life that they just pull you down. Right. There's yeah. people that they drain all the energy out of the room when they walk yeah. in the room. And there's other people that you're around that they're a positive influence in your life. Yeah. You, by just being around them, you want to do better. Yeah. And so learning who those people are and associating with those people, listening to podcasts, for example, right. that lift you up, yeah. filling your mind with good things, yeah. uh, having good you know, goals that challenge you and, and motivate you and have things that excite you in your life yeah. uh, are critical. And, and I mean, and it just popped in my head here, and, and I, I think I know the answer to this, but you listen to a lot of stuff because like yeah. you, you, I mean, I think every day that we've seen you here, you're like, oh, this morning I was listening to this podcast or this morning I was listening to John Maxwell or this morning I was listening to this. So is that something that's a regular occurrence for you as well? Are you always kind of feeding your mind with uh, just knowledge, positivity, different Absolutely. things like that? Yeah. And this is something, it's a, again, a habit. It's a habit that you have to create. One of the habits I create is I get up every morning, I read scripture, I drink a cup of coffee. And then I'll, I'll, I'll hit the gym. Right. When I hit the gym, I'm not only working on myself physically, and by the way, I'm not much of a physical specimen. <laughs> However, while I'm doing that, I'll put my AirPod, yeah, AirPods in yeah. and I'll start listening to Ed Milet. Right. Um, uh, maybe I'll listen to, uh, like I said, uh, John Maxwell right. or any type of positive message that I can get myself in the right mindset for that day. Right. And just by hanging out with the right people. And by the way, there's a bunch of those people out there. I know when I was a dealer, I shared with some of your people this week that I would just plug Zig Ziglar in, yeah. drive from appointment to appointment, and I was learning how to close sales from a sales professional, right. and I learned stories and mindset, and it was so impactful in my life because I didn't come from a positive background. Right. I didn't come from a sales background. My family, I grew up in Detroit. Uh, my dad worked for Ford Motor Company. He got laid off when I was young. And I remember thinking, wow, you know, I thought we had a had this good life in front of us. And then all of a sudden, my dad's out of a job. We relocate down to Dallas, Texas. And um, down in Dallas, the place to work for was Braniff Airlines. Man, if you were for Braniff, you drove nice cars. And we're doing good. You had a great boat or whatever. Braniff Airlines went bankrupt. Holy. And that's one of the reasons when I found, I realized early in life, I wanted to work for myself. Yeah. I didn't want to work for a big corporation or a big company or whatever. I wanted to be independent. Yeah. And, uh, and when Rainbow came along, it was really, really appealing to me. Yeah. But it, again, yeah, mindset and habits are so important. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's a, you know, and it, and it, you know, you see sometimes too, or I mean, if you're, if you're in a state of mind or you're upset and it's like, you know, even sometimes it, it's just distracting yourself from that with the right thing because again how many times you know if you are in a bad state you go and you listen to something positive or you listen to something funny even and it can change an entire mood i mean i remember you know i mean sometimes you might get into a, an argument with your spouse and then you know an hour later you go listen to something and all of a sudden you're like man i'm an idiot and you go back and you apologize right. so it, you know but if you don't get yourself out of that state if you sit there and dwell in it you can dwell in it for hours and days even and it just it can go and go so i think it, you know like you said it's feeding your mind daily 
with positive stuff keeps the positive stuff going and it doesn't really allow the negativity to come in so when it does get in you're pushing that out pretty quick right mm -hmm. and i think it's just keeping yourself cleansed with that positivity and not allowing that negativity to come in or at least when it does come in you're pushing it out pretty quickly Absolutely. right and i and again and that's really what it is i mean to, to keep that positive mindset going but you know so many people will go to a course for example you know we've done tons of self-development and you know what it's like you come out of a course a rainbow meeting is a good example right i mean people come out of the world meetings and they, I mean, the whole damn company is on cloud nine, right. right? And then it's just like, everyone's like, ah! and it's like, but if you don't keep that kind of going, you start to see that kind of fade away and fade away and fade away and fade away. And that's what I, you know, for me, in going through um, the difference between like training and teaching versus like motivation, I'm not a, I'm not a person who, who really likes motivational speakers per se. Like I like it, cause it get, for the moment of getting you in the, in the mood, if you need right. to switch your mentality quick, I like a motivational speaker, but I find a motivational speaker is very temporary. I like, I like learning from people who train you and give you techniques and life coaches and, and trainers who will give you some techniques to really change the direction of your life, not give you that spur of the moment kind of right. like snap of energy. And, and that's what I love about the world meetings because you get the dose. Of, I think I was talking to Sean about that. You get, you get a double dose of that. You get the, you, and that's what I love when the meetings are, are learning as well as that, those, that inspiration, cause you're getting that double dose. But you know, when, if, if you just, some people go to a course and they're like, okay, my life's changed and they walk out and they don't ever continue that. Right. right. And what I've noticed through the self development we've gone through is it doesn't end. You got to honestly kind of just continuously keep yourself going and refreshed in that right. and keep yourself there to keep that mindset up. Because again, we live in a, in a society where 98% of the, of, of the world lives in this negative state right. and 2% of the world. So, you know, what you're surrounded with and the advertisements and all the stuff that's hitting you every single day is designed to put you into a state to keep you disconnected and keep you, you know, in, into this world. So if you're, if you're, it's easy to fall back into that state and if you're not keeping yourself in the right mindset and the right frame, then really you, you, it's easy to sink back into that thing. So I love that daily, just that daily shot of the right stuff and that routine. You know, you mentioned that. It's funny because a couple of weeks ago, I was with uh, Mike Zomer in Edwardsburg, Michigan. And we did, he had, was having his open house and about an hour before his open house, he brought all of his team leaders in and he was just talking to him about how the open house is going to go tonight. We had a little meeting. And uh, he was asking each one of them what it was that attracted them to Rainbow. And it was really interesting, Dallas, because I thought it was gonna be the money, the trips yeah. and all these kind of things. And what every one of them said is it's so positive. Right. In other words, there was such a contrast in Rainbow compared to what they had. And this was like, uh, you know, probably like a community that people worked in factories and, yeah. and that was their, their reality. Yeah. Um, so, by, and the, the, it was a week after the 4th of July. So they didn't have a, week, a meeting the week before and everybody's like, man, we missed it so much, you know? Wow. So you're, you're, what you're saying is, is that, and, and I know in Rainbow, it's a lot easier for us to maintain a positive attitude because we're always around, around people it, yeah. that, you know, our, our environment really honestly creates a positive attitude. Mm -hmm. So it's natural, but it's still, even in that, in that atmosphere, Sometimes you've got to really be on guard. Yeah. You can't just rely on what happens naturally. You have to be intentional. Right. You have to put good things in your mind. You got to hang out with positive people. You got to have people that are that are holding you accountable, yeah. even. And so uh, you're right. Personal development and mindset. Well, and, and doesn't that just show how powerful that is? Like you miss a week and people felt it. Yeah. Like so, I mean that like that that speaks volumes. And, but what really was interesting to me because we're around it so much, I was like, 
oh my gosh, I never, you know, it didn't really even dawn on me. I'm going in this meeting and, and you know, we're always around these positive people and all these positive things and people are making money. And then you find somebody who's like, hey, I was able to buy a new set of tires and I didn't even have to think about it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's important that we don't ever forget where we came from. You're either. right. Yeah. You know, because we're so fortunate. Uh, just the world that we live in is a different world than what most people live in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think today, I mean, getting... You know, I mean, you've been 41 years. 41 years, yeah. Wow. This week, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. And, and you know, you think about today, how much easier it is, how much more access you have to positivity. Mm -hmm. I mean, negativity too, I guess. But, you know, back in the day, I mean, you know, to, to, to listen to something... I mean, you know, it, it, now, I mean, shit, it's on your phone. It's everywhere. I mean, you, you have access to, to videos, to just so much content. Yeah. They're at the tips of your fingers. Um, you can find anything. And, and you know, so people now, there, there really isn't an excuse for anybody to not, I mean, it can be on your computer, your cell phone. You can put it on speaker. I mean, you know, hey, Google, play, you know, Tony Robbins. Like, you know, and it's just like there's so much access and there's so much content and there's so much good stuff out there where really if you're looking for it, it's easier than ever to stay connected to positive things as long as, like you said, make the habit to do it. But again, you have to be intentional because how many people do you know that because you have the access at your fingertips to anything you want, I mean, social media, I know that people that will spend hours upon hours just scrolling through yeah. social media, wasting time yeah. and letting anything into their brain because right. they're not being intentional. Yeah. So, yeah, in, in, in reality, Dallas, it's a lot more challenging today right. to be intentional because there's so much that you have access to yeah. and there's many more distractions. You're right. You really do have to be even more intentional today yeah. than you did back in those days. So there's days. more there, but you, you're fighting through more distractions. Than, Absolutely. Yeah. In those days, I had a, you know, a set of cassette tapes in my car and you I just put it in, that's them what in you and get. That, was, that was the only thing right. that I had to listen yeah. to. There's nothing so, else in the way. Right. Yeah, you're right, too. You that's really honestly do need to be a lot more yeah. intentional today. Yeah. yeah, and that's interesting. And that's the power of marketing and all that stuff as well, right, which is super right. powerful. Um, I want to keep going down this road and, and it's good stuff. Um, you know, one of the things we talk about a lot on here, too, and, you know, obviously in in anything, I mean, you know, there's people that struggle with, um, you know, with mindsets and and things. And, and, you know, one of the things we talked about the other day was, you know, I mean, leveling up and leveling up at any business you're in and in life in general. And, you know, we find people that get into comfort zones and, you know, you, you kind of go up and maybe you hit a level and you maybe make a little bit more money than you've made in a while. And you kind of just almost like sink into this little bit of a comfort zone where you're thinking, oh, OK, it's good. I'll hang out here for a little bit. Uh, but you're not really where you want to be. And, and then, you know, in, in a business like Rainbow, you kind of get in, you, you kind of build a team, you get into an office, you need to, you know, kind of, you know, develop your own people and, and you need to, you know, kind of push to that next level. Um, but a lot of the things that starts to happen, when we get to a certain level is, is we, we kind of stop doing the things that got us to where we were. And, and you used a, an analogy, and I don't know if you got it from, or where you got it from, but uh, you used the analogy of like the pump jack yeah, yeah. And, and going through that. And, and, and it was an absolutely beautiful thing because what happens sometimes is, is people will, you know, for example, in Rainbow, right, we're going to open up an office and we're going to go out and, you know, a lot of times people will, will go out and, it, and it, I talked to Sean in depth about this. And, and for me, it was the baffling thing of like, you know, because we always talk in, on here about like 98% mentality versus 2% mentality. And, and, you know, if 98% is doing this, go this way. I mean, 2% are successful, 98% aren't. And to me, someone who fights through everything to get to is an example of a rainbow distributor. To me, that's a 98% person. Right, right. 
But then how does that 98% person all of a sudden stop doing the things that get there wow. and become a 2% you know, or that 2% person all of a sudden stop doing the things that gets them there. And they, they, they go back to that 98% yeah. programming, right? So, you know, and, and I think what, you know, what you brought in with that pump jack analogy was so sweet because what people do is they start, they, 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 they do it for a short period of time, but they almost don't do it long enough. Right. Right. And I really think that part of that too, and I've been thinking a lot about this, especially in uh, the domestic market where we had a lot of success with the 12 and two program and a lot of people hit a plateau and then they leveled off. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thinking, what is, what is the reason for that? Mm -hmm. And I really think it's, some of it is expectations. Uh, it, in other words, if your expectations aren't in, in alignment with reality, uh, you might think one thing, but the reality is something totally different. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Uh, if I think that I can go open an office and I can work hard for 90 days and I can build my business and then I've arrived, right. well, I've got wrong expectations. That's not reality. Uh, and I use this example as well. I mean, if I'm, if I'm a, in, in my spiritual life, for example, I can't say, hey, I've read enough scripture, I've prayed enough, I don't ever have to do that anymore because I've reached, I've arrived spiritually. Right. Um, in my marriage, I can't say, my wife and I have been married for 41 years. I told her every morning I love her. Uh, you know, I buy her something every year on uh, Valentine's now Day. Now we're good. I've, we've arrived. <laughs> yeah. We've reached marital bliss. I don't have yeah. to go there anymore. Right. Uh, it's something you do until you die. It's right. something you do for the rest of your life. But for some reason, we get this idea in our business that there is a point that we have arrived. And I will say this, you're dead on arrival, right? Yeah. If you've arrived, you're already done. And I'm talking to myself right here, and I'm yeah. talking to you yeah. as well. The day that we arrive is the day that we're done. Right. And so when you understand that, and you can get your head around that, it makes it a lot more easy and, and, and you can now accept the reality of that situation. So yeah, I might, using the example of the water pump, for yeah. example, um, and it was an old Zig Ziglar story right. that I heard years ago where he, you know, he, they had this water pump and they went out and they started pumping it and pumping it. His brother was on, a, on the <laughs> other end going, hey, you know, keep pumping. And he said, man, we pumped and we pumped and we pumped and we pumped and yeah. there's no water. Keep pumping it, man. And he yeah. started pumping that thing. And before you know it, after a little bit of time, a little bit of water would start coming out on the yeah. other end. He'd say, man, pump it even harder. We're almost there, right? yeah. And, and so now they can start seeing a little bit of the, the uh, results of their effort, and he'd start pumping it and pumping it. Now, once the water started coming out, he said, the great thing about it is you don't take your hand off the pump. You just now, instead of having to crank it full speed, yeah. You just keep a little easy, nice steady pressure yeah. on that pump and water will continue to come right. out. The minute you take your hand off the pump and you go over there to look at the water uh, and it goes all the way back down you're to back the bottom to the of the well, you're really starting over. And I, I think that's a pretty good analogy right. of what we're dealing with. And, you know, it's, it's okay to celebrate. And I like to think of you know, did we reach a goal or did we cross a threshold? Yeah. You know, I think a threshold is a much better way to look at it than to say, hey, we, we've arrived. No, we're just passing. If, if my goal is to hit 100, yeah. 100 is a threshold. It's not a goal. You're right. Because I want to move through that to 125. Yeah. 125 isn't a goal. It's a threshold on the way to 150, to right? 200, yeah. And, and it's, again, this goes back to mindset and expectations. Yeah. Well, and I think, and, and a lot of the times too, is you'll see even that same analogy, 
you know, I mean, as you're pumping, what you don't see is that water is slowly working up underneath there. But a lot of times people will pump and pump and pump and then they stop. But what right. they don't see is now that falls down again. And then they try it again for a little while. And that even if the water doesn't come out, I mean, it might get almost there and it, and it drops again. Right? right. So, and I think that's what, you know, I notice in our organization a lot of the times too, sometimes is like, is like people, it's sporadic, right? So, you know, just dealers, distributors, whatever level it's like, you know, we see, and you, I know you see this everywhere, but like dealers will go out and, and have a great month. Someone will go out and sell 20, but then the next month they'll sell three. Right. And you're like, what are you doing? They quit popping. Yeah. And it's just like, what, what do you, you know, and it's like, or, you know, and, and it's just like, that's the thing where it just gets so frustrating because everybody just ends up staying okay. Yeah. You know, and it's like, but then the people that go in consistently as a dealer, you go and consistently sell 20, you're making a lot of money. Right. If you're a distributor, you're out consistently selling 50, you're doing really good. Yeah. You're a satellite, you're selling over a hundred. I mean, Jay Johnson always said, if you're selling over a hundred, life's beautiful. Right. right. So, but it's just like, it, but it's like, if you're selling a hundred and then you're selling 40 and then you're selling 30, then you're selling a hundred. Then you're selling 50, then you're selling 20, then you're selling 100. Like it's just, it's all over the place. But right. that's, you know, a lot of that same type thing is more often than not, when you drop, it's because you stop pumping. I would say the rainbow business is very predictable. Mm -hmm. And it really it is. is. We yeah, all right. know the numbers. It's people that are unpredictable. By the way, individual people are unpredictable. Masses of people are much more yeah. predictable. Very so the business is always a lot more steady when you have large masses of people or yeah. larger numbers of people that you're dealing with. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true for sure. And I think a lot of it too, and again, you know, even in the mindset too, and it's like, it's like the things you can, you know, it's the things you can see versus the things you can't see. And it's all the behind the scenes that there's so many, there's so much stuff to, to, to do and see that you don't really have like mindset has always been something that, that, that you know, like the whole seeing is believing thing. It's just absolutely, you know, shocked me all the time. Right. I mean, we go hang out at, you know, at Rexer events a lot of the times, right? We're in the pool. You know, you spend all day in the pool with a whole bunch of people. Nobody gets out to pee, right? <laughs> we all know people are peeing in the pool, right? <laughs> Nobody says anything. We all just kind of go whatever. But what would happen all of a sudden, Jeff, if you're sitting there, all of a sudden you see someone standing on the edge of the pool, they yeah, whip it yeah. out and they start urinating right in the pool. While everyone's screaming, they're freaking out, they run out of there, they shut the whole pool down, they bring in all these teams, they drain all the water, they hide. But everybody knows people are going to pee in the pool. Yeah. But it's what you see versus what you don't see. And it's like, and it really just brings in that just, you know, it, it's just this analogy of like, of like what, what you see versus what you know is happening, but, right. but you don't see. And it's just so the power of what your mind, you know, can do is, is, is huge. Right? right. And so, you know, it's everything too. And it's, it's, it's even all the behind the scenes stuff. And it's like, I said, it's just a little pumping thing. It's like what you don't see is really what's happening. I'm doing this work, but I don't see what's happening you know, underneath. Yeah. Right. And, you know, so I love that analogy and it's a, it's a powerful thing. Let, and let I, me say one more thing about that Dallas yeah. too, because I, honestly, I think that sometimes, you know, we do things because of the results. We obviously do it because of the results, but one of the things in, in my hindsight of my career, uh, cause I have, I've been in rainbow now 41 years and I'm in the twilight of my career. I'm probably not going to be around in 10 years. Um, one of the things that I can say about the, the hard work over a long period of time it's not even about the results that you got on that day or that week or that month or that year. It's ultimately who you become as a person. You know, when you create those habits, when you have those mind, those correct mindsets in your life, you end up becoming the person that you really never knew you could become. Right. And that's the, that's the amazing thing yeah. about it is it changes you. Yeah. And, and it, you know, anytime that you create those positive habits in your life, it's hard to shake them. And by the way, negative habits are just as easy to create, You're probably right. even easier. Yeah. You've got to be a lot more intentional 
to have yeah. the positive. Well, and there's aspect. a lot of things out there that are trying to keep you into that negative state, right? right? And I mean, and that's the thing, right? A society wants you in that 98% range, right? You've got to pull yourself out of that to Absolutely. be in the 2% range. And, and that's the, and mm-hmm. that's the thing that's, you know, that's tough about it is it's, it's all geared up to keep you in front of the TV, watching TV, right. going to work every day, just, you know, eating at McDonald's and just doing that round and around thing every yeah. day. And that's what it's geared to, right? So, you know, everything that you've, all the programming we've gone and this is what you know we talk about programming a lot on here is just you know all that programming is geared to keep you is a is in that little bubble just going through society is a good little ant in the ant farm right and you got to pull yourself out of that and so you're really fighting against everything and you know and and again it's like we talk about and you know i get the jobs a lot on here and, and you know again we believe that obviously all work is honorable but you know and again like i talk about at open houses but it's like you really got to look around and and see like you know Look around where you are and just be like, how many people are getting out of here successfully? And, right. and even in Rainbow, the first thing that I when, I, when I came into Rainbow, I started looking around. I'm like, hey, how many people is Jaylene paying here? Like, I want to see people making some money, mm-hmm. you know? And and when I went to my very first open house and I took my very first $5 and, you know, I've told that story on here and, and you know, but I'm looking around and I'm, I'm looking at the, at the board and I see the paychecks on there. And Jaylene used to do a thing at open house where you got your paycheck at open house, right? So my very first open house, I'm watching people get their paychecks and and the you know Melissa and Giovanna and it's funny because they were at my first open house and they're both so shy and you know one of them had a paycheck for like eight or nine hundred bucks and one of them had a paycheck for like thirty five hundred bucks and I'm thinking wow like these girls made that much money they don't even talk mm-hmm. I'm like I'm gonna kill this right so it was just, <laughs> it was that the thing but it's like when you look around and you see actually see people making money you know even if it's not yeah I mean I didn't make money yet because I hadn't even been in the business yet but when you see money going out on payday real money you know you're in the right spot, right. you know. But when you look around, and you don't see that happening. So it, you know. So I always had that. At least, I, at least my whole life, I had that ability to look around. I never had the ability to act on it. You know, I told a story when I worked at the mill in town here. You know, I asked the old janitor, you know, how many people retire out of here, and he literally said on purpose. I'm like, yeah. He's like, none. You know, well, I'm going to be the first one. No, but it took. I, I worked over ten years, Jeff. Right. right. So it's like, you know, I I I, I knew it, but I just didn't act on it because at that point, because at that point I didn't know what else I was going to do. Right. But I knew working in that place that I, this was not going to get me what I really wanted to get out of my life. I knew, I guess it's going to get me by mm-hmm. and I, you got to do something. So you can't do nothing. So I guess I just settled for getting by because I didn't know what else to do. But you know, for people listening on here, and this is what we're really trying to get through to people in rainbow is like, like there's a different way. There's a better way. Right. You don't have to settle. You don't have to just get by we have uh, an opportunity where we have the best machine on the planet. We have the best business opportunity there is. Come change it. Right. You know, and you don't have to work for months, years, sign up 10,000 people. It's not some multi-level marketing thing. It's like you can come in and and, right. and you can make a lot of money really quickly right. and change your future fast. I made $44,000 in my first four months at Rainbow. My first paycheck in my first week was 4400 and my first month was 13000 like that's, I never made money like that my whole entire life. And that was just as instantly, but you got to work for it. Right. But for people who really want that change, we got it, but you got to look around and see it, you know, and, and, you know, you got to have that ability and then just put yourself in the right environment. Right. Right. But you gotta, you gotta be looking, you know, and that's the thing I think that, you know, really people just, you know, stay stuck in that little, in that little zone. Yeah. And know? a lot of people are afraid to, you know, take a chance and in rainbow, that's what it's all about. And 
Uh, you know, I say a lot, if you're going to copy off somebody, copy off somebody that's successful. Right. So find the most successful person in your organization at recruiting and copy what they're doing. Find oh. the most successful person in selling rainbows and, and you know, model what they're doing. Yeah. If you know somebody that's really good at setting appointment, listen to them, ask them questions, do the things that they're doing because it's, this is, nobody has got a corner on any area of our, any area of our business. Yeah. You can do it if somebody else can do it. Yeah, and what you said yesterday in Calgary was like in school, you weren't allowed to copy off the person next to you, but in Rainbow, we encourage you to, right? Just copy off the right person. Yeah, just copy off the right person, and that's the thing, right? (laughs) So, you know, know, in school, no one was copying off of me, that's for sure. Um, So one of the things I want to, um, you know, go into a little bit too as well is, um, you know, obviously, you you know, for yourself and the the stature and, and, you know, what you've been able to accomplish in Rainbow, you know, leadership is, you know, something that's, I believe is missing in the world today mm-hmm. in general. I mean, I'm sure you know, the state of your country as well, you would yeah. agree with that. Um, you know, we just went through one of the craziest times of our history with COVID and all this stuff. And I think the biggest thing, regardless of political power, I know in Canada, regardless, I mean, that we were missing was, was leadership. And, you know, and, and, you know, given the fact that, in a situation like that, I mean, I would not want to be a politician, you know, in general, but just it, it's hard because no matter what, you're pissing people off. But there was really no, you know, leadership. And I think back to, you know, uh, even in Canada, I mean, back to politicians that even in my time that I'm thinking, man, I wish I had that. I wish that person was here. And even sometimes it's even people on the opposition party that maybe I'm like, you know, at least like I had some logic. And mm-hmm. and then I think about like, you know, people in, in companies and different things. And, I, and when you really look around today, it just seems like leadership is missing mm-hmm. in a lot of places. And the thing that I love about Rainbow is the fact that leadership's not missing in Rainbow. Right. It's it's really not. Right. And so what I want to talk a little bit about is, and pick your brains on a little bit, is you climbed up very high in this in this company, 41 years in the company. What are some of your thoughts on on what it takes to lead? I mean, you've won every award there is to win, I, I believe. I mean, I don't know how many, I mean, man, regions and king, all this stuff. I mean, it's just, you know, your accolades are, are incredible. But what is it that changes someone to, to like, what is it that it takes to really, to lead people, to get to that kind of top, to get people to follow you? Like, what are some of the things that, that has allowed you to kind of stay into that, that caliber and that level um, that, you know, maybe is missing out of, out of things today? Well, you know, I do think that, again, it goes back to mindset because um, we all have good and bad days. And I say, again, if I can manage a person that looks back at me in the mirror every day, then I'm, then I'm going to be okay because I can't really, um, I, can, I can give a positive example for other people, but I can only change myself. I can't change you. I can't change anybody else. Right. So, and here's the reality of that, Dallas. There's going to be days that it's really easy. Yeah. There's days that it's like, man, I feel so good today that, man, I'm going to be, it's like almost like walking downhill all day with the wind at your back and the sun in your face, right? right. No kidding. And there's other days that, you know, maybe you're 80%. Some days you're 50%. Some days there's nothing in the gas tank. Right. And, And here's my, I really believe if you can move the needle on those days, then you're going to be, you're not going to have a problem on the 50% days. Now you may not be, you may not move the needle hundred percent on those days, but if you can move it a little bit, the problem is when we have days that we decide not to show up, you know, I want to show up, I want to be in the game. And, and so the fact of the matter is 
you know, there's times in our lives where, where everything's going great. There's days in our lives that everything is going. There's seasons of our life and issues that happen to us in our life where things are not very positive and things didn't go good. But you still have to show up every day, put right. a smile on your face, and get in the right mindset and create the right habits. Right. It's about creating good habits. So that's the first thing. Yeah. And uh, the second thing is we've got a lot of examples of leadership in Rainbow. Yeah. You know, I think about our directors. I mean, you think about guys like Mike Zomer. You think about so guys good. like... Uh, and, and a lot of ladies as well in Rainbow. Yeah. Jaylene, you and Jaylene, oh, I'm watching you around yeah. your people, and I'm so impressed with your leadership ability. And that, that is not something that just comes natural. You know, we talked about, I heard Nick Saban say that, you know, you have a choice uh, as an individual on a team, okay? We can be bad at something. Uh, we can be average at something. We can be good at something. We can be excellent at something, or we can be elite at something, right? right? And, and the mindset you have to have to be either excellent or elite is you've got to have a little bit more focus than the average person. You've got to be a little bit more committed. You have to have a little bit stronger work ethic. You've got to have a little bit better mindset. And these are things that are intentional. You have to choose that for yourself. Right. It doesn't happen by accident. God-given talent is only going to take you so far. Right. Uh, and so to be a positive leader and set those examples, it's not easy, yeah. but it's worthwhile. And this is what I was talking about a minute ago. It's, it's who you become in the process. It's yeah. worth it. Um, and it's a lot of fun. So in Rainbow, I'll, I'll tell you, the, the leaders we have in Rexair, the Chris and Vickies, the, uh, the Todd and Tammies, the Doug yeah. Stewarts, and I don't want to yeah. start naming yeah, people because yeah, I'm certainly yeah, going to exactly. leave a lot yeah, of people it's out. phenomenal, yeah. Uh, and a lot of the ladies that yeah. we have, oh my goodness. Yeah. But they challenge me. Yeah. And we always have to be around people that challenge us to get better. You're right. And when you're around those kind of people, you're naturally moving forward. Well, and I think that's something that's really interesting in that is um, one thing I think back to bosses I've had in the past and, and working in. It was always funny because I remember as a kid, I had a, I worked for a lady and she was like a pushover, right? And I remember just, it was fun to work for this lady and she never really gave a shit for anything and, and she wouldn't really, she wouldn't really say much and she paid us pretty good and we just kind of farted around and we just kind of, you know, I mean, we got the job done, but I mean, we didn't work too hard. We didn't really whatever. We could kind of get away with whatever. And it was funny because I used to go around telling people that I worked for like, I had the best boss in the world, like the best boss in the world. Right. And it was just the greatest job and all this stuff and everything. And then a couple of years later, I ended up working for a guy who was an asshole. Like, I mean, this guy was, he was, he was a jerk. He was hard, he was rude, but he was brilliant. And in the, in the job I was doing, he was super knowledgeable and he was hard and he was knowledgeable. And I used to go around and tell people he was the worst boss I ever had. And what was crazy in the fact is I learned a hundred times more from the hard ass guy. I learned absolutely the, the, the lady who I thought was the best boss in the world made me dumber. Like literally, I was like, I gained nothing. I got like I was not challenged. I was not now. I'm not gonna say the guy who was the ass was a great leader per se, because I would have done things definitely differently. I think he could have been a lot better with the knowledge he had. But what, it, what the point of it is is sometimes we think someone who's just easy on us or somebody who's just the nicest person in the world is the best boss or they're a great leader or something like that. Like sometimes people think a great leader is something or they're doing things for them or they're easy on you. But really a lot of times is that the person who's 
a lot of times good leadership comes with some hard decisions and right. some hard things. And, and sometimes when you got to be hard on your people a little bit, and it's not because you're trying to be a jerk, or you're trying to be whatever, but sometimes, you know, you really got to push people sometimes and see what's inside of them and try to draw things out of people. And I think there's a hard line between where people really mix this up. And I know in our organization, I mean, I, I've kind of always had that kind of that reputation of, of that kind of hard ass approach and giving people that kick in the butt. But at the same time, there's a very careful way you have to do that. And I think I've seen people in our organization who try to almost mimic what I do, but it comes out in a completely wrong way. And then people are like, oh, that guy's a jerk, you know? So there is that fine line in leadership too, where you have to push people, but in a careful way, right. you know, where you, they still know you're doing it from a place of caring and, and love. And, and I think that's where leadership can kind of almost get dangerous in a way too, where you're not trying to like hurt people's feelings or, 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 or give them shit. But if you're always just being super nice and coddling people and everything's all great, you're not really pushing them to grow right. and you can really create a weaker right. organization. Well, and you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is that the old saying is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So, right. And I mean, and that's one of the things I see with Jaylene, for example, mm -hmm. that when she gets in front of her people, she starts talking with her people. You can tell she really cares about it. And I'm oh, not talking sure. about a superficial no. thing either. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah. the reality is, as a leader, you're going to have to make decisions. And it's not a popularity contest. If you're worried about being popular or being liked, you're probably not going to be the most effective leader. But if people know that you care about them, because you're going to have to make decisions as a leader, sometimes that affect people you care in a negative way, yeah. maybe because they're not performing up to their standard or their potential uh, or whatever the expectations are of the team. And um, that's difficult as a leader. But did you put your, did you put them in that situation or did they put you in that yeah, situation? Exactly, right. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the reality is, if you have a job to do and you do it with integrity, you do it with intent and uh, and you really are a person that cares and you have and, and, you, and you're doing it, like I said, with integrity. Well, sometimes you got to make those difficult decisions. Um, if you have a hard time with that, you're going to struggle being a leader. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing that's, you know, it, it, it's true that and that's what you know. I mean, obviously managing people. And I think it's, it's probably getting more difficult maybe in certain ways, too, because, again, there's a lot of things that yeah, society's created now. And I think in general, I mean, I think we're, you know, for the most part, I mean, we're not really creating stronger people. Right. You know, we are creating weaker people. You see yeah. so many things now and there's so many more things out there and, and anxieties and depressions and there's so much more stuff out there because the world's getting crazier and busier and more stuff and and again without a, a lack of a lot of leadership and direction and things like that I mean the, the, you know the, the world is in a tougher spot and you're getting a lot of entitlements and different things and so it is it is harder to find some of those places sometimes where you're like it, it's hard to know what to do and, and I think you got to work a little bit harder at that too and that's where I'm always kind of amazed with companies like Rex there that, that make it as long as they do Right. Because you see a lot of companies, I mean, look at how many major companies that have gone under in, in over the, even in the last 10, 20 years. I mean, right. companies have been around for a hundred years right. and not because, I mean, some of it, because obviously times change, you know, the blockbusters and the things right. like that. But a lot of it was just because of, they couldn't adapt to the new way of doing things. Right. And, and, you know, I was telling Sean the same thing, just like how Rex Air has just been able to just adapt to everything that's going on. I mean, we're, I mean, when you think about the old school back in the day type, I mean, we're the last one, really. Right. Like we're the dull one, yeah. you know, and as I, but only because we completely adapted to what was going on over all the years. And, you know, it just, there's, there's nothing like us. And, and that comes from beautiful leadership 
and, and a smart company full of smart people who's just seen what's going on and been able to develop it. So I'm always amazed by how big companies, you know, are able to just adapt and, and, and thrive with all the changes that have been going on. And that's what's, you know, amazing about Rex Air and, and hats off to, to all of you guys up there because it's, it, it's things have changed. I mean, look at how much our company just changed Absolutely. in the last little bit with social media, all the different things. And, yep. we're, and we haven't even touched the tip of it yet, but. And it's going to continue to change. And if we yeah. don't keep, um, you know, evolving with the changes in society, we're going to be the ones left in the dust. That's it. Yeah. There's an old book called Who Moved My Cheese that <laughs> I don't know if you ever read that no. book or not. But it was about that whole concept that, you know, these mice were in a maze and they put cheese in the same spot every day. And one day they moved the cheese and the mice would go to the same spot every day. And some of the mice actually died because they weren't willing to go look in a new place for the cheese. Oh, shit, right? eh? yeah, yeah, it's a really cool book. It's an old book. Yeah, yeah. But um, the, the concept is that you, you've got to constantly be changing and constantly evolving with the times. And some people get stuck in a rut. And they say a rut is just, or a grave is just a rut with both ends knocked out of it, right? <laughs> or, or no, a rut is a grave with both, both ends, ends knocked out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Dallas, one of the things you and I and Jaylene talked about a little bit yesterday is the people that you lead, you've got to know that you've got the, the, the right people on your team. And um, anytime you say that, hey, I want it more for my people than they want it for themselves, you're probably dealing with the wrong people. Right. You're going after the wrong people. Part of what we do and, and where we get frustrated is where we try to invest all this time, energy, and effort into people, but they don't want it for themselves. Well, one of the things that we did talk about that, I, that I'm really actually really kind of diving into a little bit right now is this concept of core values. Right. If you can create a, a, a list of core values for your team, meaning what are the things that we as a team think are most important for our culture and our environment, and we want to attract people that have the same core values that we do. Because when we're working with like-minded people towards a goal, you know, it's the people that don't have the same core values that we have that don't fit into our environment that really kind of destroy our culture. It's easy to lead when you've got people that have the same core values. Right. Right? Well, and, and it's interesting because you said, I mean, you said something when you came down here and you were talking, um, you know, with me and, and Jaylene and, and, you know, Dave, Mark, everybody, and, and, you know, you're talking about how, you know, I mean, obviously with Rex there, we have a lot of our executives are, you know, getting a little bit older. You guys are looking towards retirement and, and you're looking for that new wave of people to come up. And I mean, and I mean, the, the beautiful thing about it is, I mean, it's, we trust that that's all in your guys' hands, which is really good. Um, but when you think about it, I mean, when you look at a company like Rex Air on a global scale, who's looking for that next wave, let's bring that down into the company, like down through the ranks and, and bring that down into like, you know, an, an RGD looking for its next satellite, a satellite looking for its next AD, an AD looking for its next, you know, um, you know, group sales director, a, a group sales director looking for its next dealer. Like, you almost got to kind of take those same things. If you're always on the lookout for, like, you guys are on the lookout for, like, amazing, great people. Mm -hmm. And and I think that, you know, that's a value that's got to carry down through the whole entire company all the way through. I mean, you think about it as a distributor, like, I'm always on the look for great, amazing people. And I think that's something that gets lost sometimes because, you know, again, we have people who have been in offices, they recruit tons of people, they do really well, they get on their own and say, all of a sudden it's like, they just, that, that stops. Or we talked a lot about recruiting where people just, you know, they, for whatever reason, they just, all of a sudden the, the numbers aren't as high or whatever. And it's like, you got to still have that same, you always got to be on the lookout for people. You always got to be, and no matter where you go, I mean, you're in the grocery store or whatever. I mean, you know, like, like, like. 
pitch this out, talk to people. If you're really trying to help people and you really truly believe in what you're doing in your opportunity, you, you got to put it out there. And I, and I see Rex there, you guys are looking for people, you're looking for that next wave. You're out there looking through all the people, like who's, who's the future here. And, and I think that's an example that we all have to learn from all the way down in this whole entire company is, you know, because again, everybody who works here at one point didn't work here. Right. Right. And it's like, there is a future president of Rex Air walking around who doesn't know what a rainbow is right, right. now. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Someone's going to find that person. Right. There's a Jeff May one around there that never heard of a rainbow. We're going to meet right. that person at a show. We're going to recruit them in a house. There's going to be something. So, but we always got to be on the lookout for those people. How many amazing stories we have of I found this person because I bumped into them. I talked to them here. I talked to them. And it's not necessarily all from a home. Right. <laughs> but we have to be on that on the lookout for good people. Cause you said it the other day, like we're not in a cleaning business, we're in a people business right. and we gotta be on the lookout for people, right? you know? And I think that's just a good example that we all have to really kind of kind of bring it down into and, and always have that mindset of we're looking for people. Right. We're not looking for sales. Right, I was uh, listening to Grant Cardone this week and he said that, you know, I've talked to people and they say they got money problems. Yeah. And the reality is, they don't have any money, so they don't have money problems. If I was a farmer and I didn't have any cattle, I don't have a cattle problem because I don't have cattle. He said, the problem you have is a people problem. You're not in front of enough people. See, he's in a different business than we are, but he's in the same business we are. We're in the people business. And in our business, you're either not in front of enough people showing them your product or products, or you haven't attracted enough people into your organization or your team. Now, here's the thing, Dallas, you told me something and you already know the answer to this. Mm. You said that when you and Jaylene really dove back into Rainbow, because you had reached a plateau in your career, you and Jaylene Mm. had reached a plateau and you had gotten to the point where you're pretty much content going to the lake every day, riding around on the boat. Hey, Mm. okay, what changed? You were given a new opportunity. What is it that, how do we find those people? The minute we put a lid on our opportunity is the the day that we, that it dies. And so all of us have to know that if we, if we are not a, our company says we offer opportunity without limits. Mm -hmm. Is that really true? I mean, and, and obviously it's got to have a limit at some point. Of I mean, it stops yeah. with Mo Mir right now. He's yeah. the CEO of, of the company, yeah. right? Yeah. I guess we could yeah. buy the company yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe that's a possibility. Maybe yeah. one day we'll do yeah, that. There you go. And I yeah. hope we can. Yeah. But um, when we say opportunity without limits, I mean, is that just my opportunity without limits or is it the people that are coming up under this? Am I the one that's going to kill that? Right. And, and as long as we say, hey, I'm going to offer up. And by the way, that's one thing I really love about you and Jaylene. I think the mm-hmm. reason you're growing right now, she's going... I'm going to promote people. Yeah, we're promoting right? everybody we can. Yeah, and, and again, that's a mindset. We yeah. talk about mindset, and that goes back. So how do we how do we find that next satellite AD yeah. RGD whatever? We got to open up the opportunity. And when yeah. we do that, they come along. Yeah, they're easy to find. But I also think this, like I said, we've got to chase the people that want it. Um, if I'm chasing people that I want it more for them than they want it for themselves, well, how do we do that? I was with a distributor a few weeks ago and we were talking about, uh, for example, uh, I was given an example that I want I, and I was asking these dealers, there's a group of about 30 dealers. I said, here's what I'd like to see you do. I'm going to challenge you to do something. I want you to ask five people today to look at your product, just five. Yeah. Okay. The next day we came back in and I said, okay, how many of you actually asked five people yesterday to look at your product? There was one girl 
who was sitting on the front row, she said, I asked five people. I told the distributor, I said, this is your person yeah, right yeah. here. That's the person I'd be chasing right yeah. now. Now, but that doesn't mean that the other 29 people in the room weren't one of those people. But at, at, right now, today, yeah. this is the girl that I'm going to invest Took my time. that initiative in. and was out so there. And, yeah. Sometimes we just got to chase the right people, too. I see yeah. distributors that get really frustrated because they chase the sharp people. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. They look sharp. They walk sharp. They dress sharp. I, it's our business is what you do, not what you look like. Yeah. Right? Well, isn't it funny how more often than not, it's not that person. I mean, absolutely. It, it, it's always the, I mean, again, most, a lot of the time it's not, it's the ones you don't expect. I mean, you, we always get that recruit. It's like the one is like, Oh my God, I found him. Yeah. Like, Oh, this is the one. And yeah. it's like, that guy never does anything. Right. He's a slick talker. Yeah. yeah like, he talks way off. I'm going to sell 40 of these and yeah. next month. And it's, rah, 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 and it's all the talk. And this day, I'm going to sell you. And it's like, they don't even show up. Yeah. And okay. then you get somebody you're thinking, oh, I don't know about this one. And then all of a sudden they just go and they shock you. Right. And it's like, and that's why you, 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 you can't be too quick to judge and you can't, you, but again, it's like it's people or bring people through you don't know their story you don't know you know anything we've learned so many lessons over the years about not judging people and giving everybody a chance and bringing them through because you never know who it's who it's going to be right and so yeah. we are in the people business and, and again we had this conversation this afternoon mm -hmm. when we were meeting with Jaylene is if I'm looking for key people yeah. and I've got two people to choose from or I've got 20 people to choose from, which where, where do I have the, the greater odds of finding that one person? Right. And it's so the more people that I can bring in through my organization that I have access to, the more uh, opportunities I'm going to have. And right. I'm going to have the ability to find those right people. So how do we how do we get more people coming in yeah. and so that we have more access to those people? Right. And I, and I think that needs to be, I mean, all across the board needs to be the, you know, the goal for sure. And you, you kind of half answered what I was going to ask you here next, I guess. And, um, you know, I just want to put it out there still. But I mean, you, and you obviously, you know, travel a lot all over the world to see this. But what, I mean, you see, you go into some, I mean, there's some places where people just, I mean, you talked about a, a friend of yours, you know, growing up in the business that just she recruited everybody because you said her heart hurt if someone yeah. couldn't get a rainbow. Like, there are people who just recruit everybody yeah. you know i grew up in this business with a lady a mentor who recruits everybody jaylene recruits everybody jeff everyone like i mean like you don't get past her like she every, if she's in your house you're an open house like it's just mm -hmm. that's it and then and then you get to people who just can't seem to recruit anybody right right and it's just like and i mean some people obviously i mean i think everybody at some point struggles with it a little bit and then you kind of learn that and get through it. But, but there's some people who've been in the business for a long time who just can't seem to get it. So what are the fundamental differences between someone like Jaylene who just right out the gate, just every, every single, you can be a doctor making $400,000 a year and you're going to be in Jaylene Kaczynski's open yeah. house yeah. versus somebody who like could walk up to you and almost be like, I need a job and you can't get them to come to open house. What, like, right. you know, what is, what is, what is like, what are the differences between those two people? What's that one person missing? What is the people who can't seem to attract the people? What are they missing that the other people are seem to get? So I know this, that I, I'll tell you a quick story. When I was a dealer, I was not a very good recruiter mm -hmm. until my distributor put up a contest and it was a Valentine's day contest and it was for a gold necklace or gold okay. bracelet or whatever. And I wanted to get that bracelet or that necklace because I wanted to give it to Carla. I knew she would love that right. bracelet. So I decided <laughs> I was going to go and get a recruit. I changed my mindset, right? It and became you, important to and me. And you probably got it. And I went out and got yeah. a recruit that very, that same week I went out and got a recruit. 
prior to that, I wasn't a good recruiter. Yeah. And it was just a matter of focus. It was a matter of intent. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Jaylene wants people in Rainbow. It is her focus. Yeah. Anybody can be a good recruiter if they decide to yeah. recruit someone. But if you tell your, if you're deciding that you're going to go out in the home and get a sale, you know, we t I challenged your guys yesterday. So let me ask you a question. What would happen if tomorrow we decided we're not going to pay you for sales anymore? Yeah. Or let's say you still made X amount of dollars every time you sold a rainbow. But if you got somebody to open house on Monday night, we're going to pay you a commission <laughs> if they come to open house yeah. Monday night. Let me ask you a question. How many of you would have somebody here Monday night at six o'clock? Every hand in the room yeah. raised, right? And I said, so what would you do different? Would you learn anything new about recruiting or would your focus change? Yeah. And it's all a matter of focus is all it is, Dallas. Yeah. And so um, when we understand the business we're in, and it's easy, again, to get distracted by the sales because that's the bright, shiny object, right? Yeah. Uh, but the more people we have coming in, the more of those, it, you know, it goes hand in hand. Yeah, and I mean, and it's getting rid of the instant gratification. Right. I mean, instant gratification is great. I mean, we're going to sell rainbows. I mean, we're always going to sell a rainbow. I mean, it's a, it's a no-brainer, right? You take this machine in the house, you pull this dirt out of the people's houses, they freak out. You know, there's nothing else like it. There's not another machine in the world. I mean, you know, like like the, the knockoffs are the knockoffs. They are what they are. Like there's nothing like our product. Right. Right. So it's like that's gonna happen. Like that's. I mean, you're gonna accidentally sell these things. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like that part is there. It's gonna happen. You know. But it's right. like it's like focusing on the other parts of it is what's there. And it's the same thing with generating leads. It's the same thing with getting insta. It's the same thing with all of it. It's like you're right. It's 100 just what you decide to focus on. And I remember, you know, with Kayla and Mike, and, and when they were both managers in my in my office and, and both group sales directors and I remember talking about my thing the thing I was always able to do from my my forte in rainbow from the beginning was was generating leads like I wanted to make lots of money I didn't want to rely on someone else having a good or baddie to book me demos so I started generating my own leads and my own demos I had my customers booking me demos that was my thing I would just I would go into your house and you would be you as the customer would be booking my next presentations for the shampoos right. I, I mastered that so I would be out fishing in the river and my phone's going off and my customers are booking me appointments. And that's how, I mean, Rainbow was beautiful, right? So that was my thing. But when I was doing that, what I was focusing on was leads, right? right? So I wasn't focusing as much on the sale. I didn't, I didn't really, it got to the point where I didn't really give a shit if they bought the Rainbow because I would rather walk out with, I mean, it, it, we ask people all the time, like in all honesty, would you rather have one sale and no leads or no sale and four leads? Well, right. you should want one no sale and four leads because it's like now you have four chances to, you know, so what I focused on was leads at that point but and, that, and that's what I got and the sale came with it but because uh, I was the same as like you I never recruited great out the, out the beginning but then once I once that mindset changed and I said well crap if I if I bring them into the business I still get their leads they get just to come with me and it's going to help me sell more rainbows it all just made sense together so I just changed my focus to the person helping them change their life and once I just changed that it happened so when I'm teaching this to Kayla and Mike and, and I mean, I, I'm talking about it again and again and again. We used to do a Monday morning meeting every day and every day was the same damn conversation. And it wasn't happening and it wasn't happening. And they're telling me, oh, no, we're doing that. We're doing that. We're doing that. And I knew they weren't doing it because I, it wasn't happening. And this is the kind of the message I think that needs to go out there because there's people saying, oh, I'm trying to recruit, but you're not recruiting. But are you really trying to recruit? And so what I finally, and I, and I kind of, I mean, it was probably one of the only times I ever got pissed off at Kayla, but I just said, like, I'm like, Guys, like how long are you going to listen to me say this before you actually decide? 
that you're going to do it. Like you're actually going to do it. Not say you did it, not but actually put it. I said, both of you get the hell out of here and go into your demo and just do it. And they both left and they both did it and they both came back and it changed both of their lives on the exact same day. Because after that moment, now Mike, instead of having to come down to the office and go to this program and book, to start phoning and phoning and phoning and phoning and trying to fight for your next appointment, right? All of a sudden, Mike got his customers booking him demos and he started getting Insta sets out of the house. So guess what? Now he's golfing, right? And instead of being down at the office phoning demos, and now Kayla's spending more time with her kid and with her family. And all of a sudden it became this beautiful thing because that's what they started to focus on. So I think the message in, in that and what we're talking about to people who are out there who are maybe struggling with this is like, you actually have to honestly focus on it and yep. actually do it. Like recruiting has to be something you actually just embody and and not just say you're doing it or say you're trying to do it, but actually do it. And you can even go through the motions and think you're doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, I know um, that when I was a dealer, remember I wasn't a good recruiter, but I was trained as a dealer, for example, to do certain things in my demo talking about recruiting. So I, at the beginning of the demo, I'd say, hey, there's three reasons why I'm here. One reason is to give you a gift. Here's a, here's a gift. Second yeah. reason is to tell you about the rainbow opportunity. Our company's growing. We're looking for people full-time, part-time. Uh, you're going to earn a couple thousand dollars a month. Why don't you come check us out Monday night? As I went through the demo, uh, Dallas, I did certain things during the demo to talk about recruiting. Hey, don't forget that our company's growing. Every time I plugged in the, the cord, that was like a trigger point where it, it reminded me to talk about recruiting. And I'd plug in the cord and say, hey, if a monkey could talk, I'd be out of a job, right? But I was still focused on the sale, Yeah. right? Again, I wasn't a good recruiter because I was doing the mechanical things. I was going through the motions, but I wasn't focused on the recruit. I still wanted the sale. Yeah. When I wanted the recruit, guess what happened? You got it. I got it, yeah. right? Because that became my focus. And I still got the sales, by the way, too. Yeah. You don't lose the sale just because you focus on the recruit. Well, and that was the thing. And, you know, we told you the story where, you know, I mean, the, when me and Julie were on demos together and it's just the differences, right? Like I'm walking in the door and I'm like casing the joint and I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, I'm going to pull dirt out of here. And this is what they got. I'm looking for all the cost breakdowns. I'm looking where I'm going to do my suction versus airflow. And I'm like, oh, that carpet's dirty. Look at the dust in that mantle. I'm looking for all the demo related sales things. You know, and and Jaylene's just talking to the person, and and you know, we went into that one demo, and it changed, and that's really what it changed for me because I mean, she was still, like, I was, I wasn't really training, but we were just going on demos. I was still a dealer though, and we walked into the house, and the husband wasn't home, so we were rescheduling the demo, but we're just talking for a few minutes in the doorway, and we never left the doorway, and I had the whole demo planned out, and when I walked out, I said, "Man, did you see how dirty that carpet was?" And she goes, "No." I mean, did you see all the dirt in the mantle? She's like, "No." And like she, I couldn't, I mean, if I would have asked her if that house had stairs, what color the floor was, she wouldn't have had a clue, right? But she was focusing on the person yeah. and I was, fo I didn't even, I couldn't have told you anything about that lady, you know, so I knew nothing about this person and I knew everything about that house, but she didn't know anything about the house or anything about the person. And, you know, and then I started saying, I mean, I mean, weren't, I mean, don't you pay attention to this kind of <laughs> stuff? And she's like, no, not really, you know, because so she knows if she gets the person, she gets the sale. Right. And the leads. And the leads and all of it that comes with it. And that's where I'm like, well, don't you want to sell the rainbow? And that's when she gave me like the V8 moment to the forehead. And she's like, dummy, like if you get the person, you get all that too. Right. And that was where, that was my turning point for recruiting that moment where I went like, okay, you know, I'm, cause I'm getting the sales, I'm getting the leads, I'm not getting the person. So that's where it's like, let's change this over. So that, and then when I started really focusing on the person and then everything in your life changes, you know, you, you can make great great money selling the rainbow yeah but you can change your whole entire family's financial future by sharing that opportunity right. 
And both are important. When you think about the mechanical aspect of what we do, the rainbow presentation, that is important. Absolutely. But the interpersonal part is as important. How you relate with people, how you see people, how you think and how how do you communicate with people. Both of those are important. Idea is this, Dallas, that it's not an either or proposition. A lot of people are afraid if I focus on recruiting, then I'm not that I'm not going to sell anything. Right. That is not the truth at all. By getting the person, I, I asked your, your people the other day, raise your hand if you own a rainbow. 100% of the people that were recruited bought a rainbow. Yeah. yeah. Right. So if you get the person, you get the sale yeah, it all comes and in. you get the lead. Yeah. So you're not going to lose anything. But that is a, a leap of faith right there that you really need. It it, yeah. it really is. Yeah. And, and, that, and that was my message. And that's what really changed it for me. But, you know, but and again, it's just understanding the business and kind of how that all kind of ties in together. But again, you're right. It was 100 percent is the focus needs to be there. So it doesn't matter what you're struggling with in the business, because not, I mean, there's not too many people walk in and nail it all right off the right. bat. I mean, you you got to learn. Everybody kind of has a, a downside to say, I mean, we got people coming to business that, that in all honesty, kind of suck at all of it in the beginning. Right. And it takes a while to learn all of it. Yeah. And, that, and that's fine, too. I mean, we've had a lot of people who are super successful in our organization now who really couldn't sell, couldn't recruit, couldn't fit, you get leads, couldn't do much in the beginning. It took them a while to kind of get it together. But is you know, as long as you don't quit and you just keep kind of going with it and you keep kind of working that out, you know, I mean, Kyle, my brother was a good example of that. He came in, he he couldn't recruit, he didn't pull leads, and, and he only sold one out of four, one out of five. And and he wasn't really, but you know, he always looked around and he said, Man, I know it's not the machine. He's like, this thing's amazing. He's like, he looked around, seen all the successful people. He's like, I know it's not them. Mm-hmm. He's like, so the only thing left is me. And he's like, when I figure this out, watch out, right? And then you end up, you know, I mean, going selling back-to-back world sales stars and, you know, in, in our organization, right? So, I mean, you know, down the road. So it's just, you know, it, it, it's it's okay to take a while to learn this, take a while to pick up on that kind of thing. But the biggest thing is you just don't quit, don't give up, but you got to focus on that and you got to be learning and you got to be growing. One of the things that I think is, you know, the most frustrating thing that I run into is when you, you get the person who's like, oh, I do all that. And, and the, the closed-minded person. And I think that's where, you know, mindset goes in that wrong direction is when you meet those people who are closed off to it all, right? Mm-hmm. And and for me, it's like, I'll help anybody and I can help anybody who's open to accept the help. But when you get the people who have the wall up and they, they, they don't want to learn, that's where it starts to get, you know, that's where it starts to get frustrating, right? And and I think that's where people, you trying to crack that wall down to let people know, hey, it's okay. we're not saying it's you. It's not thinking about, we're not attacking. It's not an attack on you or an ego. You just have to really just realize, okay, look, look around and that same three things is beautiful, right? It's obviously not the product and it's obviously not the business opportunity, mm-hmm. right? So the only thing it can be is you, right? right? So just humble yourself and just open that up and just realize, hey, once you got to learn a few things, right? We talk a lot on here about like the skills you need to succeed. You mentioned that the other day, right? I mean, you you know, you need a certain skill to, you know, no, you, I think you said something where nobody was born. Uh, yeah, no born salespeople. Yeah, no, no one, no one was like, you know, today John and Mary gave birth to a five pound, six ounce salesperson, right? right? But salespeople die. No one gives birth to a lawyer, but lawyers die. No one, so all these skills are, are skills you have to learn along the way, right? But you know, and I did a, a one of our war rooms. We talked about um, like a carpenter, right? Um, you know, if, if you've never had any carpentry skills, and I said, "Hey, Jeff, go build a house." What are the chances you're going to build a, a a good strong house? Probably not, Probably not very good. You know, but now is there a possibility that you could, with the right tools, the right training, the way, go build a house? Yeah, but Absolutely. you know enough to know you're not going to build a good house. 
right? So you're going to go and get, you can get the skills. If I said, you know, Hey Jeff, like right now, I mean, if you've never cooked anything in your whole entire life and I say, go prepare a five course meal for, for 400 people, what are the chances that's going to turn out any good? No, but could you with the right skills and training do it? So in, in, but we know that we can't build a house with no experience. We know we can't cook a four course meal with no help. We, we know the things we can do, but somehow in sales, we don't think that, you know, Oh, I I should be able just to get this instantly. We don't think it's the same thing. Like we still have to, get the skills and learn right so because we don't come in the gate and blow it all up doesn't mean you still sales takes a lot of skill and you know dallas i know we talk a lot about personal development in rainbow but there's also the idea that you're developing your skill set in the rainbow business Mm -hmm. they're two totally separate things right Right. my personal development is my mindset my goal setting you know all that but i still have to have the skill set on, for example, how to get in somebody's home. I've got to have a skill set on how can I do an effective rainbow presentation in a reasonable amount of time so I don't wear out my welcome in this home where I still have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So I do think it's important that we still get back in the training class. Yeah. I know when I was coming up in the rainbow business, fortunately for me, I was part of an organization where we trained every single day. Right. And if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't have made it in Rainbow because uh, I was bad before I got good. Right. But most people are. You know, I asked uh, the other day how many people are uh, playing an instrument, for example. And um, yeah, obviously Carla, Carla Spady yeah, yeah. said she plays guitar. I yeah. said, were you good when you started? She said, no, I was horrible. <laughs> but after a while, and she practiced and she got better, music started coming out right. of the guitar, right? And the same thing is true in Rainbow. Uh, if you don't work on your skill set and copy people that are successful in their skill set, and we've got multitudes of people around the business that are good at any area of the business, but you've got to spend time honing those skills. Yeah, you're right. And it's a daily thing. That's another discipline that I think a lot of people have gotten away from is just tr- daily trying to get better on the demo, on the presentation, on recruiting, on lead polling. And all those aspects of rainbow. And a lot of that does even come down to mindset as well, too, because it's like, I mean, we've had people who are like, you know, you you get a new deal, you get them in for training, they get kitted, they go, and they assume all of a sudden that, well, training's over, I'm good, and away I go. And it's like, I mean, we always tell our new kitted dealers that, I mean, once you're a kid, now the training starts. Right. And, and, and then it goes, and it was actually, you know, and it's interesting to, to level that one up. I mean, you know, I remember when I, when I opened up as an office, you know, as an AD and Jillian promoted me out. And I remember Chris G basically told me, he's like, great. Now the work starts. Yeah. And I went, oh shit. Like yeah. now, now the work starts. Yeah. And I mean, and Chris is, you know, every time we put a post out there and when we promote a new AD, I mean, then, you know, Chris usually jumps in there and that's usually the message like, great. Now it's, now it's time to right. get to work. And it's right. like, it sends that message. So, you know, whatever kind of level you bump to, it's like, Hey, now, now that, that work right. starts. And so that's, a, that's a good mindset to have because again, it's, it's that constant training and you're in, and again, you, I mean, I, I train, I try to train every single day on something, try to, right. and like you said, feeding your mind with something. I think it never really it should end. And the second you stop learning and growing and training, like you said, you, you start dying. And I think that's the same at every level, but you have to get your mind around the fact that, hey, this is, if you want to just truly get better at every aspect of your life, this is a journey. And this is something you just work on every day. It's right. not, oh, I took a course. Now I'm good. Oh, I got kitted. Now I'm going to sell it a rainbow forever. Oh, now I'm a distributor. I don't, you know, you're just, you just always need to develop yourself to get better. And it never really does end if you want to continue to constantly grow. And I right. think all those points you mentioned today really feed into that. And really even being able to dumb it down at any level where anybody can understand it. Sometimes, you know, I use the example when I was talking to your group the other day, I was watching somebody do a demo one day and they were talking about uh, 
minute particles of organic matter were traversing <laughs> through the pores of the filter. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You mean the dirt goes through the holes, right? Yeah. And, and, and the, the fact of the matter is sometimes we have to be able to keep things simple. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard John Maxwell say recently said an educator is somebody that takes a simple concept and makes it where you almost can't understand it. Right. But a communicator is somebody that takes something complex and makes it very easy to right. understand. And so that's what we need to do in our in our skill set in the rainbow business is dumb it down to the lowest level where anybody can get it. Uh, one of the guys that trained me said, when you go through a rainbow presentation, if you had a college professor sitting here and next to him was a 12 year old boy, I want to be able to entertain or keep the college professor uh, interested or entertained where and, and the young boy, 12 year old boy, where they understand what I'm saying. Right. So, you know, uh, again, it doesn't mean you need to be more complex. Sometimes you need to become more simple. Right. And I mean, and really when you look at, I mean, Rainbow, I mean, our product is pretty darn simple. It really is. You know, it's really not that difficult to really, you know, comprehend. I mean, that's what I loved about it right from the beginning. There's no scientific charts. There's no, you know, it's like the dry stuff gets wet. And it's like, and, right. and I mean, I always love John Nordinger's um, speech he gave at Pace Setters there a few years ago, where it's just, it's just so damn simple and easy. And just because I know that's what our organization did. We got to this big, long, complex thing. And he really just kind of helped us bring that back to yeah. like, guys, this Dirtier is in, in clean air, air out. Right. Super easy. Like this is just simple. And, and again, and, and recruiting, it's a huge part of that, right? Because, you know, we talked about that the other day and I, I used to get that all the time too. They're like, people are like, man, I can't do what you did. And, and I told you the story when we went to Chris and Vicky's in 2016 and well, I'm, I'm showing them all my demo and I'm all super proud and super excited. I'm showing them all my demo and they're like, that was amazing, but we wouldn't do any of it. And I remember like, I got so insulted. I'm like, what do you mean you wouldn't do any of it? And and you know, I mean, there was a one of their top people was like, uh, was like, yeah, that's like that was a, like that was the best demo I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, I, I wouldn't do any of it. And I'm like, what? And and then and that's when Chris was like, that was like this is like it's so product, but where's the people part, right? right. And it was just like, you know, dumb it down, man. Bring it back to just simplicity, right? And then let's just add the, you know, and it, so it, and, and and again, it, you know, just that little bit changed all the. The direction of where we go because it was just sometimes people make it too hard right you know but you also said that you get frustrated when um you're to work with somebody and they're like i'm already doing that I'm yeah. like, i think one of the keys is we got to work with people that are coachable yeah you, you do. know when somebody's mindset yeah. is that they know it all yeah. it's really difficult you know it's what i learned after i knew it all that yeah. really mattered yeah right think well about and that. exactly and that's what we you know we kind of say on your lives you, know, you can't sow seed in hard ground and i mean right. I mean, that's really what you know a lot of it is like you try to break down that wall if you can, you know, to, to let people, because again, if, if you don't let the information in, then I mean, you, you can't help that person, right. right? And I mean, and unfortunately, I mean, there are people where no matter what, they just, they just, don't, they won't let you in, you know? The old saying is when the student is ready, the teacher mm-hmm. will appear. A lot of times the student isn't ready. So you need to go find a student that is ready. Right. And that's the right. thing, right? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and that's where it's you know, important. And that's where, you know, even in, in the recruiting size, you just bring people through. Yeah. And I mean, not everyone's going to stick. Not everybody, it's not going to be for everybody. But at least if you keep people coming through, I mean, you know, I mean, again, people are going to be attracted to this, to this product, to this. I mean, everyone's attracted to the product, but I mean, you're going to be attracted to the business, the opportunity, and you just connect with the people that are going to connect to you. And I mean, if you find the people who really, because I think you got to be ready, right? Like, I mean, for me and, and, you know, people listening to war, I mean, know my story on here and stuff. And I mean, I had that, like I told you that, that bad mindset and I was just, you know, in a bad spot, but I was ready. 
Like I was deep down inside, I'm like, I'm not, I can't stay like this anymore. Like I need to make a change. Right. So it wasn't until I was ready though. And, and it was kind of interesting what you just said, because when I was ready, Rainbow showed up, Yeah, you know, and, and that's extremely interesting that you just kind of said that it just kind of popped in my head because like it, when it, when it was ready, it was, there it was when I was ready. And, but again, you know, I could have been just as easily closed off to it and never done it, but I was searching for something and, and there's no better opportunity to grab onto and, and when it's there. So people who really want the change will humble themselves to make the change. And Absolutely. Go. But some people just don't see that, to, you know, at that point though. Right. So, and there are people that have a hard time getting their head around that we actually sell yeah, exactly. You know, I don't want yeah. to call it a vacuum yeah, cleaner, exactly. but they yeah. do. So. Yeah, no, and that's exactly right. it, right? And I mean, and I mean, we always said too, I mean, it doesn't really matter what the miracle is or whatever else. I mean, but, and, and that was my thing too. I mean, yeah, I used to, you know, when I first, Jaylene, I was bugging her about it. And it's just like, you know, can't even believe it. Now it's like, I can't even live without this yeah. thing. Like, you know what I mean? I couldn't even imagine. I mean, yeah. we take this thing traveling with everywhere we go. It's just like, I mean, all the smoke and the whole, you know, Western Canada has been on fire here for the last few years. And I mean, everyone's talking about asthma and all the stuff that they're having. I mean, we're in our homes, we're in our vehicles. And I mean, it's clean, fresh air all the time. And we're like, I mean, the only time I've ever wanted to go door knocking Jeff in my entire life is I've never done it myself, honestly, is, is, you know, when we had all our smoke out here and stuff like that, like I almost just want to go door to door and be like, guys, this machine will help you. Cause it's like, you know, our, our homes don't have smoke. People are like literally like having asthma attacks from all the forest fire smoke that we've had up here. And it's like, we got the machine that could help it. And it's just, you know, it's just, you have such that passion for it, right? Yeah, it's funny. One of your people was telling me the other day, said, everything bad that happens, we've got an answer to it. And when COVID hit, yeah. man, our sales went up. When yeah. the fires hit up yeah. here, man, we got an answer Yeah, you got a flood, there's rainbow. I mean, it's like, no matter what happens, we got the tool, right? Exactly. So for sure. So, well, awesome, Jeff. This has been fun, man. Um, it's been an honor having you in here. And, you know, the last few days has been just absolutely amazing. And I really hope that you'll come back and see us here soon i definitely will and dallas yeah. the honor has been mine completely i've thoroughly enjoyed hanging out with you i love what you're doing again and uh, thanks for inviting me on your podcast promise me you'll come back for another one i guarantee i promise you i'll be back all right and that's uh, war stories on dallas war room with jeff may